The Athletic Podcast Network is supported by the Quip Electric Toothbrush, the Tesla of toothbrushes. Most people's oral care habits could be better. We often brush for less than two minutes and use old, worn-out bristles. Quip makes having a fresh, healthy mouth easy and convenient. Their electric toothbrush pulses every 30 seconds, so you clean your mouth evenly, and they deliver brush head refills every three months, like Dennis recommended. Get your first refill free at getquip.com slash listen. That's getquip.com slash listen. Good evening or good morning or good afternoon whenever you're going to be listening to this. This is Jason Jones of The Athletic bringing you your latest edition of Post 82 of the Throne Room Breakdown. Uh, following the Kings 130-111 loss to the Dallas Mavericks uh, out here in Dallas at American Airlines Center. Uh, this is a game where the Kings came out the gate, tried to go small, starting lineup of uh, De'Aaron Fox, Corby Joseph, Bodon Bogdanovich, Harrison Barnes, and Nemanja Bielitsa at the center. Uh, the Kings were only down four after the uh, first quarter. They, they made a nice little run to get back in the game, but in and even in the second quarter, took the lead, had a one-point lead. That was their biggest lead of the game. But from there, Dallas pulled away, dominated the third, you know, between the second and third quarter. Outscored the Kings by uh, 15 points over those that stretch right there. And that was pretty much all, all she wrote, so to speak. Uh, Kings going to the break 21-33. and 33. That puts them seven games behind Memphis. For the final playoff spot with 28 games to go. So, I don't know about you, but to me, it's time to look at, you know, well, it's been that time to talk about draft picks, draft position, who might be out there, all that stuff. Because the playoffs are a faint. Uh, I mean, they're, they're a dream. They're a possibility. I mean, mathematically. But Kings are so banged up right now, really, by starting Bielitsa. That that kept one of their two, essentially two big men, you know, out of the starting lineup, and that's so Harry Giles came off the bench. Harry actually I thought played pretty well in his twenty minutes, but the Kings just you know t- are so beat up right now. It's kind of hard. I know you want to go small, you know. Houston's going small. A lot of teams are playing small, but this Kings team is not built <laughs> right now to play that way, especially on the defensive end. Last couple of games, giving up 123, followed by giving up 130. Didn't hold the Mavs to under 30 points in any quarter tonight. Just not the kind of defensive effort you want to see. Luka Doncic had been out for seven games with an uh, ankle, a sprained ankle. Came back and decided to torment the Kings for 33 points, 12 rebounds, 8 assists. Kristaps Porzingis, um, 27 points, 13 rebounds, 5 assists. Tim Hardaway Jr., who for some reason is now also the latest in the, a long line of guys who you don't think about as king killers, but he really seems to, every time he sees the Kings go off, he had 19 points, 6 assists. Former King, Seth Curry, got in the game, <laughs> hit the Kings up for 18 points. And six assists. Yeah, I mean, the ball movement was great for Dallas. Kings defense, not so much. Mavericks got whatever they wanted. You know, it was just, you know, easy. It was an easy money night for the Mavs. Pretty much if you got in there and you wanted to get your points in, you could. Every Mav that played scored. 
So it was, like I said, easy money night for the Kings. Kings got 22 points from Buddy Heald. Uh, he also had nine assists. Uh, big, uh, good number for him. But, I mean, the bench was definitely the better of the group today. The starters struggled for the most part. Corey Joseph was solid starting. He had nine points, four assists, but De'Aaron Fox had 16 points, but he was five of 16 shooting, three of six from the, uh, no, six of eight. Six of eight from the uh, free throw line, which is good for him. Just four assists. Uh, Harrison Barnes, only six points, two of seven shooting. Bogdan Bogdanovich, six points, two of 11 shooting. Manu Bielitsa had 10 points, 3 of 8 shooting. That's, that's enough stats. You know, run all that stuff down. That's the boring stuff. Let's get to some of the more interesting things. Well, the one interesting thing from this game I actually wrote about as well was Luca joining with uh, Luke Walton. And <laughs> after the game, Luke said he didn't say anything to Luca. Luca said it was nothing. It was no big deal, nothing special. But. Shout out to my man Sean Cunningham tweeting out the uh, video from the telecast where it appeared Luke said, <laughs> told Luca to make sure he gave, essentially, I'm paraphrasing here, give the referee an autograph because he's a fan of his. And I guess Luca Doncic didn't take, didn't like that. And <laughs> so you, you know, you see Luca kind of jawing at Luke, appeared to be saying, don't do this, don't do that, don't do that. Then in the fourth quarter, Luca hits a three and he runs down the court staring at Luke Walton. So. If you needed another chapter into the whole Luca Sacramento thing, let's go ahead. You might as well go ahead and throw that in there. Is it a big deal? No. But was it funny? Yeah, especially in a game the Kings were down by 25. It was one of the more <laughs> things you could point to as entertaining on the night. Just because, well, Kings are, like I said, you know, losers of two straight going into the break. And that, I mean, if... You know, if we gotta have more, if we're gonna have some Luca Kings, you know, discussion, at least let it be entertaining. And I found that to be very entertaining, much more entertaining than how the game was going. So, <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, the Kings that I just don't think right now they have the bodies right now. They can't, you know, they can't defend right now. Just, I mean, they're small. They get pushed around. That affect, you know, affects you on the boards. You know, they got out of rebounded tonight, uh, 44 to 30. You know, it's uh, Kings only shot, they only Kings got up 99 shots, only shot 41.4%, though, 30.8 for three. And they let the Mavs kind of get all, get their, get their game on. Mavs shot 56.5%. That's pretty damn good. And unless you're the King, that's pretty damn embarrassing. You can't allow teams, to, as I said, to do whatever they want. Pretty much the Mavs did whatever they wanted all night. So, with this being the last game before the break, I'm going to, I would like to just kind of give you a summation of where the Kings are right now, what they can look forward to. And then before we get out of here, I'll leave you with uh, Buddy Hill talking about going into the All-Star, you know, about the game, how this, how the last couple of games have gone, going, you know, going into All-Star weekend. Buddy is the only King participating in any of the All-Star activities. He'll be the three-point contest. And his last uh, statement about where the Kings are with their record will pretty much sum up where they what I'm going to say. But yeah, at 21 and 33, no seven games behind Memphis. What can the Kings really look to do after the break with 28 games to go? One number one, you got to try to get some healthy bodies back. Uh, it's looking like you want you know we don't know if we'll see Marvin Bagley the third again this season. 
and kind of given the whole Rashawn Holmes situation of it, you know, not exactly knowing what the entire injury is, and it's just you know soreness. I'm I'm concerned if I'm a Kings fan about Marvin Bagley because Marvin Bagley's still in a walking boot, and he didn't make the trip. Uh, he stayed back home along with Alex Lynn and Rashawn Holmes for treatment. But even though Marvin's going to be reevaluated this uh, sometime uh, late in it, but in about a week or so, I, if I'm a Kings fan, I'm still concerned about the fact that he said he's in that boot still. Or maybe he's out of it now. We haven't seen. I saw a picture on Instagram. Maybe it's an old one from his dad, on his dad's page where he's wearing a boot. And I don't. I just can't see a scenario where I'm not a doctor, but someone point me to a scenario where a guy's been in a walking boot for two, you know, at least two plus weeks, and then he can play in less than a week. I have never seen it before. If it's happened before, please direct that to me. I would like to see it. So, in the way Marvin and Vlade Divac were talking. I'm not expecting to see Marvin back this season at this point. It's because I just don't, why, if you're Marvin, why would you play? If you tried to play on this foot injury, which we were told is a sprained foot, and you play a few games and it re-aggravated it, why would you rush to get back? Especially in a season where there's nothing to be gained right now. I mean, I guess you could say Marvin could gain experience, but in terms of the team, what are you doing? Rushing, getting him back to get him some game experience, but... It's all about the lottery right now. So, maybe you can get Rashawn Holmes back you know, sometime in March. That would help in the case of Luke. You know, at, this, at this rate, maybe you get Alex Lynn back first. The Kings need some big bodies right now. <laughs> so, it might be Alex Lynn might be the first back of this trio. If you can get him back, get a look at him you know, going into the offseason. And this is all kind of funny to me just because when I would say... The Kings should just keep Costa Kufas. People said I was just, you know, you just want to keep the guy who's, you like him because he's, you know, he's funny. Well, I do like Costa. I'm not going to deny that. But you probably could have paid Costa a lot less money than you paid Dwayne Dedman to basically do what you're going to ask Alex Lynn to do when he does play. Set screens to play defense. Hey, just just the thought, you know, you you know, you could have saved, saved yourself the, uh, Having to you know deal away one of your big free agent additions if you just would have just kept Costa, but hey, like I said, maybe in the long run that'll pay off because having to trade Deadman got the Kings Jabari Parker, who they have been dying to get their hands on, so to speak, for a couple of years. And Jabari didn't play tonight. Still dealing, you know, uh, he's only had according to Luke, well, he's only had one five on five practice, and with the break coming up, they weren't going to have him just practice once and throw him on the court. Getting back next week after the break, the Kings will have two practices before they host Memphis. And as you, as you may sarcastically say, make their push to chase down the Memphis for the eighth spot. But, you know, they, they maybe can get Jabari on the court next week, which would actually help just because he wouldn't, he'd be a guy off the bench who wasn't a guard. You know, you'd have, you know, you have a second unit of Buddy and. And Jabari, you got two elite scores right there, or you no know, elite offensive talents on the floor at the second unit. That could be something the Kings can get a good look at now and going forward in the next season. So that's something to look forward to because right now you really it really is looking like you'll see Alex Lynn and Jabari Parker before you see Rashawn Holmes or Marvin Bagley the third. So that's got to be a that's that's disappointing. So. You got to look at that. You're trying to get healthy before the break. And see, can you get De'Aaron Fox 
get you know get his shot phone again. He struggled with the last couple of games. Like I said, five of sixteen tonight. Uh, missed a lot of. He's missing a lot of shots at the rim. He only took three. Um, Three three pointers. He missed all three, but that's not De'Aaron's strength. You know, it's right now his strength is getting to the you know getting to the cup, and and you know kind of creating havoc there. And right now he's uh, last couple of games, the shot hasn't been falling for him. And this Kings team can't win when De'Aaron is not uh, scoring at a high level. I mean, he had 16 points, but it wasn't impactful. The, the impact he want his last two games, De'Aaron's shooting 10 of 35. So, you're definitely going to need, you know, you know, but players go through, you know, uh, stretches where the shots aren't falling. It's nothing to panic about. I wouldn't go crazy over that. But, the, you know, maybe it's a few days off of help De'Aaron. Uh, you probably can't tell all the time watching, but De'Aaron is playing through a lot of discomfort right now. You know, that ankle that he sprained back in November, he's playing, but it, it bothers him still. You know, he sits in the ice bucket after the game. Uh, with his, his feet in the ice bucket, he gets treatment after the game. You know, De'Aaron's walking like an old man sometime out the locker room. So this break will be good for him. So the, you got to get De'Aaron going, you know. So because uh, they're going to have a big decision with De'Aaron coming this summer. You know, contract extension talk. What do you offer De'Aaron? I know the Kings view De'Aaron as a max player, you know, a type of a max type player, should I say. But do you offer De'Aaron Fox a max extension, you know, going into year four. That'll be, that's something to think about. And maybe in these last 28 games, De'Aaron can do some things to solidify the King's decision and make that easy. I don't think you'll see De'Aaron doing a, pulling what Buddy did and, you know, talking to the media about what's going on. I think he's a little, he's a little more coy than that. You know, a little more, he, I don't think he'll go that route, but it's definitely worth looking at what will De'Aaron do down the stretch. You know, because right now we talk about the the core, the young core. Really, the only young guy playing right now is De'Aaron. I, I think, you know, Buddy and Bogey, Harrison, they're all 27. I think we can, I think we're ready to stop calling them young guys. You know, Harrison, it, it seems like Harrison's older, but he is only 27. It just feels like Harrison's older because he's been in the league for a while. So, you know, get a look at those guys. Get a good look at Harry. Even though that could be the Kings going to look at Harry audition for his next team, so there's things that you can still do as you you know come out of the break and just try to find the, the right identity. And a big part of that just will be getting healthy. They're not healthy right now. Things aren't looking great in that regard. And Harrison Barnes is probably going to look very crazy by the end of the year. Uh, came out today that. <laughs> He's not shaving, you know, or you know, you know, you know, doing the haircut and all that stuff until the Kings are, uh, get to five hundred. He made that decision when the Kings were twelve and fifteen, and right now the Kings, <laughs> at best, would have to win twelve in a row for Harrison to be able to, you know, take care of his beard. You know, he doesn't have that. You know, I won't say a beard like he doesn't have that full beard. He's got that. You know, the the patches going right now. Not exactly what you, uh, not exactly GQ, you know. Uh, but he said he's gonna he's gonna ride that out. He's gonna keep his word. And I told Luke Walton that if they get the five hundred, I will wear a suit and tie to every game the rest of the season. And he told me to have a little faith because I said that uh, Harrison was gonna look like Jesus Christ by the end of the season if he's waiting on them to get the five hundred. But so I told him, yeah, you guys get the five hundred, I'll wear a suit and tie to every game. But 
I must confess, I'm not exactly running to the cleaners to get all my suits cleaned yet. Uh, don't see it happening, but hey, you know, got to have something to believe in. So I'm going to go ahead and let you all go. Enjoy your all-star break. I will be chilling. Maybe I'll be sipping on some vino, just relaxing, getting away from basketball. Probably won't even watch the all-star game and all that stuff. You know, if you're going to Chicago, have fun, be safe, stay warm. Um, you can find all our latest stories. You know, we're at theathletic.com. You can find links to my stuff and other randomness on my Instagram, Mr. Jones LBC. More, even more randomness on my Twitter account, Mr. Underscore Jason Jones. And like I said, I told you before, I'm going to leave you a little buddy healed. Uh, summing up the end of the, the the Kings play before the break, his stuff going into the break and all that. And I think it's a good way to end this uh, final post-82 before the break. So with that, I'm gone. I will catch up with all of you next week. Uh, actually, it'll, it'll be Tuesday when uh, myself and Kenny Carraway will be back with another edition of Throne Room Breakdown. No word on a guest yet, but I hope you all enjoyed... Uh, Lena Washington from News 10 joining us. That was a whole lot of fun. Uh, hope to do more more things like that as the season goes, you know, down the stretch of the season. That was a blast. I hope you all enjoyed it. Hope you've all enjoyed these podcasts that we do. I uh, hope you've enjoyed my growth with them because I, I was pretty damn awful to start at the beginning of the year. I wouldn't have listened to me. So if you stuck with me through that, I appreciate you. Uh yeah, that's all I can say. I appreciate you because I know it was pretty damn bad to start the year. I, I wouldn't have listened to me. So if you're still listening, you had more faith than I did. So y'all be good out there. I will talk to you later. And uh, I'm gone. Sorry. Uh, good time for you guys to get away for a few days. Uh, needed uh, rough way to end the last two games, but two better teams. No, two good teams, but... Uh, uh, teams that we feel like we could get, you know, especially with uh, Milwaukee right now. Uh, you know, we beat this team numbers of time, you know, but we even had the right spark energy to compete. What's your, your uh, kind of your mindset going into All-Star Weekend and participating in the three-point contest? Uh, you know, just a good, good time to get away. Just relax. Pay my mind, go there, compete and win, win try to win it. You know, I know a lot of great shooters, but... Uh, Eat some money, have fun, you know, enjoy the time off with fans and family and friends and uh, just have fun. Is there anything about having done that once before that you think might help you the second time around? We'll see. We'll see. You know, we all talk about it and say, yeah, but it's going to go a different form. Hopefully God favors me. How do you try to mix in some rest still with all the activities that go on leading up to Saturday? Rest? I no rest, man. It's like, regardless, I'm going to try to find basketball and shoot. That's what I do. I don't want to take a lot of breaks off of basketball anyhow. So it's fun. I like to compete. This is this is fun. It's my job. How would you assess the, the first half of the year? I know y'all are 21 and 33. But what, not too good. Uh, you on the record. The record, 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 record speaks for itself. You're not that good here.